All right, here we are. It's uh, May 12th, and we I'd say we have a new champion, but he seems to have a, uh, you know, repeating champion. I'm echoing. Is that your side? Did you, just, did you not mute until right now? Uh, no, they were good now. I just put in the AirPods. Okay. So maybe that yeah. was uh, causing uh, me- audio me- feedback. Messing up my flow here, Ira. But, you know, anyway, here's our, here's our, our not-so-new champion, Ira. Uh, congratulations, I guess, on uh, what seems to be just, you know, a written-in-stone thing at this point that you're going to win. Uh, just a little history for everybody here. Since 2015, Ira has not won the championship twice, and one of those was a COVID year in which he was in first place in the league. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is on the rundown, but do, like, do we have a do we have a parity issue at this point, Ira? Do, do you not think that there's a parity issue at this point? No, I, mean, I, was, I was hoping that we could, we could focus, focus on, on the, uh, the proper theme of this podcast, which is passing Justin to uh, start things off, but if we ha- if we have to dive right into dive right into a Paul, I understand. Uh, yeah, I think the state of the league question. You know, I mean, I think everyone's got to got to take that for themselves. There's a a lot of managers and a lot of different perspectives. I think as they look at where they are in the league hierarchy, what makes for a satisfying season. I mean, I put it on the rundown today. The uh, doesn't sit award. I think there's a lot of a lot of very worthy contenders this year. Uh, in terms of comeback teams, we had some really strong seasons. Uh, look, look at this. You you should really go into politics. The way you just deflected that question from do we have a parity issue to talking about the lowly managers who just scrape their way into the playoffs after not being competitive for a few years. Whoa, whoa. What kind the of response manager. is that? What what kind of response is that? I, I ask you a very simple question. Do you think we have a parity issue in this league? A now, parity now, issue. Now that you won in the last since 2015, only one other person besides you has won a, a championship. Right, is so there's, there's- there's been five titles since 2015. I mean, I would say, look, 2020 was quite fortunate. I don't think there'd be any uh, disagreements there. Um, I mean, what, 2017, I think, was also another tight year. 2018 barely got by John in the semifinals. So, I don't know. I mean, 2015, I think, was a little easier uh, versus Chubier in the finals, I think. But, uh, I mean, e- e- easy or not, there seems to be, you know, uh, an issue where only you are able to win the championship. You know, I, I just, I just think that's fascinating. But, I mean, I, but, well, there are but, really, I might just be very skilled, Paul, but it's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to, to believe that. You know, it's I will okay. say, well, th- this was a, let, let's, you know, take a moment, actually. This, this was a, and we'll reflect more later, but as we've been saying all season, um, this is an asterisk season. We're not really going to even count this title for you anyway. We may not put it on the trophy, right? So uh, I think what you accomplished is dim- diminished that everyone else's teams got hurt and you kind of just, you know, stayed healthy to the end. So uh, good for you. But we'll talk about the real story. Justin did not win the championship, which I do think is a real positive for everybody. Justin's going to text us after this podcast, you know, whining. Why, why wouldn't people want me to win? It's just annoying, Justin. Like we, no one wants to see it. You know, you've had you've had your your two. No one really wants to see it go beyond that. Uh, you know, he, he's on the same side of the coin as you. You know, with the ad drops and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I guess you took down maybe another another slight evil. So uh, congratulations on that. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't need to go through it at this point. But I do think my my final stretch one was. Uh very reflective of, you know, a championship run. And, you know, 
a lot of that was, I think, just some good trade executions, really, that paid off for me. Uh, but we can we can circle back to that stuff if you want later. We don't have to get into it now. Um, oh, well, you wrote, you wrote Justin's choke. So, you know, do you want to talk about that from your perspective of, of how, you know, in your mind, he choked away the final? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it was well documented down the stretch there. I mean, obviously, if uh, – I don't know. I think it must have been at least two nights, maybe three nights over the final week. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you could sympathize with him, Paul. But, uh, you know, Justin said the scoring system, you know, didn't update properly. And then, you know, he looked at the numbers and he thought he was down in these stats instead of these stats. And, I mean, this led to the last night where he dropped uh, Alex Caruso, Jalen Brunson, and, you know, uh, he picked up big men, I think, instead to try and chase blocks, which wasn't relevant. Um, and, yeah, if he, had pl- if he had kept either one of those guys in his lineup, he would have won assists. That's um, and pretty that brutal. Championship. I, I do kind of feel for him on that because, you know, Yahoo, as we said also a few times this season, Yahoo's been the LVP of this entire season, worse than COVID. You know, they just really dropped the ball on so many things, on injury reports, on refreshing stats. Um, even I noticed on, on Sunday, it was going to allow me to pick up a player for the same day, which makes no sense. Um, so I, I don't know what was going on in their mechanism, uh, but Yahoo's just dropped the ball on so many levels this season. So I, I you don't want to be beat by, by, uh, you know, a flaw in the game. It's, it's just not fun. Yeah, I will, I'll offer a few other insights from our, the week of the matchup. I mean, look. Yahoo's fault that uh, Justin couldn't figure out that, you know, he needed another uh, guard for his lineup to fill out the position slots. So, uh, you know, that's kind of just a managing one-on-one to make sure you have a proper roster balance uh, down the stretch. And uh, I think the other key takeaway was, I mean, he he had me on the ropes earlier in the week. I was definitely uh, behind for at least half the matchup. Um, I dropped some good players and he did not put waivers in to claim them. Uh, you know, I think Garrow ended up picking up Rashawn Holmes, for example, but I got Mikael Bridges back because uh, Justin didn't want to pick him up. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Using the waiver wire, that's part of the, part of any good managerial experience, uh, regular season or the playoffs. Yeah. And look, guys, Ira gave us the spreadsheet. He gave us the, the floor plan that, you know, you can plan these things out. Um, you know, I think, I think in, uh, in our matchup, I was just a little too far behind to really take advantage of any sort of move strategy. Uh, really from, from the jump, you, you were just dominant in our, in our matchup. Um, but, you know, I think you, you, you've always been someone who knows how to plan out those, you know, days in advance, who's going to be coming through the waiver wire, uh, how to get your airdrops ready. So, so credit to you on, on all those fronts for sure. It's a worth a try, but I mean, I, I mean, I, like I, I just, uh, you know, a little looser and looser with just like the, the team's seriousness about playing their actual good players and even trying to play for a 10 seed to make the play in tournament. I mean, teams don't even want to do that anymore. So I don't know. The league definitely has a competitive issue that I think is just bad for the product. Um, and it's going to keep impacting fantasy. So yeah, I mean, tough look, to plan for that stuff. I, I've mentioned, I think that like if, if we were able to keep like a 16 week regular season next year, instead of the 20, that would almost be better. Cause you can kind of avoid the last month of, of tanking craziness. Um, you know, shifts other issues maybe, but, uh, and, and I don't think it will be an option in Yahoo. They don't, they obviously don't like flexibility at all. Um, but it would be, it would be kind of nice to prevent the end of season insanity. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully the NBA next year in a full season without COVID restrictions and stuff like that, when all the players are going to be vaccinated, uh, hopefully it goes back to a little bit more competitive and, 
you know, finding teams for, for resting guys who aren't actually injured or anything like that. I think the league had to be a little more loose this year. Um, but, but I think they're gonna have a real issue with keeping fans, you know, looped in. Uh, it's, it's like teams aren't even playing guys that like they're playing sub process guys almost now. Right. And the thunder, like literally were in decent shape to be in the playing tournament and just decided to go bonkers the other direction. So, um, you know, it's weird. Um, it's not great for fantasy basketball, but look, we've always had, there's always challenges at the end of the season, you know, going back to the early days of this league. Um, had they gotten more aggressive? Sure. Uh, it sucks when it's your star players going down in the, in the, in the playoffs for no, no real reason. Um, but it, you know, we have to adapt and, and hopefully, hopefully go. Uh, so you wrote down here state of EBTBY. When I first saw this in the rundown, I thought maybe is, is this finally the lifting of the dark age for Ira? You've, you know, with all these wins, are we finally out of the dark ages? I do think this is a good season as far as managers, you know, paying attention. We had competition to get out of the, the bottom spot, which is, you know, obviously a function of the, the draft lotto, but, you know, teams are actually taking advantage of it. Uh, we had some managers kind of falling out of the playoffs um, due to their own kind of uh, mistakes. Um, but in general, I thought like it was a pretty fun, active year across the board. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm with you. I mean, I think at the first half was tough with the COVID uh, kind of detracted from things, at least the first half of play, but uh, we definitely found a little more serenity, I think in the back half and by the trade deadline when teams were kind of figuring out if they were going to go for the playoffs or not. I mean, you know, um, and like standings wise, it was a pretty competitive season. Um, you know, Justin wasn't that far ahead of the pack and the rest of the teams are all pretty tight. Uh, yeah. And we got seven teams going for the playoffs, which is nice. It's always good to see uh you know, more than six go for it, you know, so it's not just like a kind of an, an end to the process without any actual competitive play at stake. Um, yeah, but it's going to be, and you know, I don't even, I mean, the Conley Accord stuff we'll talk about, but I mean, the trades this season, we had the dispute between you and Levy and Trevier, but like, that's not an example of uh, an overly lopsided deal. That was a problem. That was just an issue of uh, the process. Yes. It's a whole other matter that we can get into, but at least you didn't see like a team, you know, just throw away their players for no fucking reason, you know. It wasn't quite to that level where uh, you've seen with like, some Justin trades in the past or, you know, something of that nature. So, uh, league wise, I think we're in, definitely in better shape now. I mean, uh, I don't know. I guess Levy and Shavir were the low man, the moves, uh, and Duran. But, you know, we've seen Duran do it in the past. We've seen Levy and Shavir perform well with less moves over the years. Uh, so, you well, know, is certainly the, going for it. With exception for Trevere there, I think, I think those guys are generally seesaw managers. Where like, you know, Duran generally has a down season and up season, which, which is totally fine. You know, it happens. I think after his, the highs of his last season, uh, he kind of came in a little skeptical this year. And he'll probably be re-energized going into next year. Um, you know, I think – uh, John and Garrett had some some tough breaks with the COVID schedules and and injuries coming their way. Um, you know, while Garrett had one of the stronger drafts, I think he still had some you know keeper issues potentially with Larry Markkinen still on his roster and and kind of trying to hang on to that one for one more year. Maybe maybe should have cut bait after last season. Um, but I think everyone was was staying active and, and on top of things, and I, I think it was good. Um, as far as Nissenson Award nominees, and you mentioned that. Uh, there's a lot of ways this could go. I haven't really awarded this in a while because 
it got kind of stale because of those kind of yo-yo managers, right? Like if, if you're, if you, the previous season you're tanking so aggressively that now your team is good. Like, did you really become a better manager? Like not necessarily if you didn't finish high. So like, I mean, to me, the most improved managers, like, I don't know. Like I'd have to put myself in there as a, as a, I'm not going to give it to myself, but I have to, I'd have to nominate myself for, for coming in third, despite being in last place, a third of the way through the season. Um, I think John had an interesting season. I think, you know, his roster didn't pan, pan out. I think his roster didn't pan out and he stayed competitive and, and not getting, but, but John is someone who always had a, a good, healthy roster and for the first time faced adversity and, and didn't go right, off. So you're, you're going to reward him for just it's not for having the most improved season. It's, it's about being the most improved manager. Okay. Like Dan, Dan, okay. we can't give this to Dan every time he makes the playoffs next season. If Dan, if Dan is around the playoffs again, I think that to me is, is missing wow. a word worth, worthy for him because that would mean three seasons of, of positive movement uh, and, and a real sustainability thing. If next season he falls back to 12th place and, and is not competitive by week nine, you know, uh, I don't know that he, he learned anything from this season. So I want to see one more year. Uh, you know, it's tough where you get swindled by you and deals, you know, but uh, yeah. uh, so, so swindled, uh, you know, he, he, he made out. Okay. Um, uh, Levy definitely not, you know, for for all his shenanigans and, and still can't get anything done. This was supposed to be his year to break free from the hospital. He held on to Andre Drummond and didn't bring in any reinforcements until it was far too late. Um, and uh, so, I think so he's Eric out. Is somebody to uh, somebody I, I think, at least to put in the conversation. I, I think Eric's a good one. He avoided any kind of killer trades like he's kind of you know got himself into in the past. Um, I, and and I think a strong showing in the playoffs. Getting to the to the uh, the second round, he didn't have a bye, no. So g- getting to the second round there um, in, a, in a tough matchup with Andrew. Um, so I, maybe maybe it would be Eric. Maybe uh, you know Dan is a nominee, but I don't think he's winning in my book. Uh, you know, well, j- j- just open the, to have just j- look and also look. He he was a team that started strong because he had no COVID health issues, right? Uh, if not for COVID health, I don't know that he's making the playoffs this year. Cause we, we, looked, we thought he was a strong team, but as everyone else got healthier, uh, his, you know, he didn't really improve his team in the right ways. So let's see one more year of it. Let, let, let's see, let's see how he does when he's not facing uh, teams that, you know, are without six players uh, a night in, in matchups. So, and look, he still had, he still had a few weeks where he did not set full rosters every night against me once or twice in matchups that happened. So, um, you know, there's still there's still a little bit to be desired there, in my opinion. Sounds like I don't know. this this could just be a play by play to build up a listenership for the uh, IP address award show uh, still to come <laughs> this summer. But uh, I cannot I could I cannot say I saw the zigzag coming where uh, somehow John Stein went from being. <laughs> Uh, you know the robot that would never learn to change his ways in this podcast to now being this instead of word uh, contender, but right, here we are. It's a, a new day. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, interesting. I'm I'm curious to see where this award goes. It kind of reminds me of maybe like a defensive player of the year or like most improved player. Now maybe most improved player would be a good comparison. Where like you're 
how you grade these people is uh, well, very much up to I, each I, I, viewer. First off, I've always said it's fully to my discretion. I, I don't take nominees from other <laughs> people. I don't take input from other people. And it really, it's supposed to be the most improved manager. It is not a, the most improved team. It's not the most improved finish. That would be too simplistic. Anyone can give it an award like that. You know, this is, this is my thing. So you got to consider all the, all the factors of managerial uh, strategy. Um, you know, Dan couldn't even beat me in a playoff matchup, and he, he got walloped pretty good, actually. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, your anyway, team had a nice, let, let, a nice let, goal of things. Let, let's move on from that, yeah. All right. Should we – would you like to check in and kind of give us a, a status report? I feel like you, you had a very – as you kind of touched upon, you've had a very up-and-down season. I feel like you've definitely gone through, like, the, uh, the seven levels of uh, any fantasy any fantasy manager's emotions. Uh, really, a ro- really a roller coaster because it started out in like I love my my team after the draft to immediately, you know, just being slammed by COVID. You know, had kind of quite you know the, the Derek White stuff. fiasco on, on draft night. Uh, who actually wound up being a decent player for me. Uh, maybe not an eighth round value, but but not bad. Um, and honestly, Duncan Robinson did not turn out so much. You know. So great either. Uh, who was the guy I wanted to pick? Um, but so I, I had that, and then I had my you know week where I was relenting and going to trade out, and then all of a sudden the team is booming without Jimmy Butler, and and I trade back in a little bit, and my team is soaring. I have the you know the hot streak as I mentioned every week on this podcast when I could, um, and it was a lot then, of fun. Yeah. And then the two trade for the playoffs. <laughs> two well, you're right. The the, the the, the non-trade, I guess you'll say, with Trevier, uh, which re- led to my entire team deciding to cripple themselves. Um, Jamal Murray, like days after trading for him, went down. Miles Turner went down. Um, so at that point, you have, I was, yeah. Yeah, Capella I was, too. I think who started going day to day on us. Yeah, Capella yeah. went day to day, but he. I can't really complain. I got pretty decent service out of him, and you always got to expect with him that he's going to miss a game here, here, or there. Um, yeah. But. Uh, you know, not not too bad. Um, you know, I'm very content with the third place finish with how the injuries went with my team, uh, especially towards the end and, and where I was at the beginning of the season. So I think the season's a success. I think my third keeper, I have like, whereas last season I really no options. This season I think I have three or four really strong options. Um, and, and, you know, I'm looking forward to, to keeping it going next season. I, I'm without a third pick and uh, one fourth round pick, but I have a bunch of other fourth round picks and a fifth. And uh, right back at it next season. Paulkins will fly again. <laughs> Paulkins will fly again. Indeed. Yeah, no, well, I mean, I mean, I think just, I mean, the fact that Jokic has now become like, you know, a, a bona fide, uh, you know, top five talent, probably, I don't know, top three talent, I guess. He was like wire you know? to wire, the number one player basically this season in fantasy. Yeah. I mean, he's going to win the MVP. I mean, yeah, yeah. no, that was uh, – I don't know. I mean, I guess that big doughy body's got a lot of uh, take a lot of hits or something. But and the biggest uh... thing is that he, he cut down on his turnovers. I think a fair amount this season. It used to be that I, you know he he still had some games where he you know he's out there with that, but his scoring is going up. His turnovers are kind of reducing uh, a drop. He has nights where he has zero turnovers, which is nice, um, which he never used to do, and uh, and just really consistency game to game, which is always something that he had struggled with. You know, he put up a, a huge night. And then the next night he'd kind of be like four, seven, and and, and eight. Um, so it's real, real great consistency from him. I think he's one to build on for the future. And I'm not going to make the same mistake trading him like I did with Le- Le- LeBron. Uh, I think he's going to be that caliber guy for the next 
several years, especially with the, the center eligibility. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy was born in 1995, so yeah, still uh, still very young, uh, still well below like 30, and yeah, yeah, but he's looking. Uh, I don't know. Looks like he could lead the Nuggets by himself to you know a playoff spot every season. They're gonna be very competitive, so. Yeah, no, great anchor. No weaknesses in his fantasy game. I mean, you know, so you got to figure in any normal draft, I guess it'd be him or Harden going uh, first overall next season. Uh, but yeah, guy's been an Iron Man. But yeah, like last season, he had like that awful start to the year. But this season, yeah, just start to finish, straight up quality. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, Murray, is Murray going to miss time next season too? I mean, he might. If that, he he tore his ACL, so he's definitely not coming back until like January, earliest probably next season. Hmm. Yeah, so good time. For... I would not be shocked if they move him for like a more sturdy point guard. Like, I could You're see Chris Paul. I could see, yeah, because with MPJ taking a step up this season, um, it, it'll, it'll depend on what they, how the playoffs work this year. If they're able to get, you know, if Michael Porter Jr. is able to create enough uh, of, his own, of his own stuff in, in the playoffs uh, and take the pressure off Jokic. I think they could have someone who's more of a, you know, get the team into the offense, get the ball, like make it uh, and, and hit open shots. That may be a, like a cheaper fit long-term, you know, instead of giving max money to Murray. Uh, there, there's, there's things to move there. Because um, Murray, eh, Murray, Murray's a little deficient defensively. Uh, if he could get to like a Steph Curry level defender, that'd be great. But, um, you know, and he was really good in the playoffs last year. Don't get me wrong. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what they do, but yeah, he's out, he's going to be out for a while. Yeah. I'm, I am a bit torn myself. I mean, now that I've, uh, I think I've proven that, you know, there's no, there's no Rudy that you guys are all suffering from the IRA curse these prior years, but, you know, I have to now weigh whether or not I'm, I want to keep after, uh, you know, Towns is my number one guy. Do I want to keep Rudy Gobert? Do I want to keep... Michael Porter Jr. Don't want to keep Shea. Uh, it's going to be a tough, tough decision for me. The thing is, are you could always get Rudy Gobert? That's the whole thing. Like, don't you understand that by now? You don't keep him because you could always get him. So there's well, no reason if, to keep him. If one had a third draft, a third round pick, yeah, or a fourth round pick, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll have that luxury uh, this next draft. I think, yeah. Draft board is no, pretty... no, no. But what, I was, what I'm saying is, you could always trade for him because whoever has him is not going to um, want him yeah. by midseason. <laughs> you could always acquire him at a later point in time, as he's been done every single season, basically, of his career in our league. <laughs> I guess he's not a, you know, I guess he's not a winning regular season fantasy basketball player, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> I don't know why it is. He's like a, he's a very strong fantasy player, but if he's if he's one of your top three guys, he's not necessarily making that kind of impact. Which is kind of the argument against him in real life, too. It's like if Rudy Gobert is your number two guy, are you going to win? Or if you're paying him like your number two guy, are you going to win a championship? Who knows? Uh, but it's, it's kind of a similar thing in fantasy. Yeah, I heard people mocking him being like, a, uh, well, he, he's going to win like help defensive player of the year, but like he can never win like defensive player of the year because like he can't <laughs> even stop like Joel Embiid or like Nikola Jokic or any of the other actual like good centers. Or he'll win, like, you know, he won't win, like, uh, you know, the best passer award, but he'll win the screen assist award, you know. It's another screen <laughs> assist. So, anyway, mm-hmm. enough Rudy Gobert talk. Uh, you have something on here talking about the best dynasty keepers. 
So you, you just and, want to talk about in general who, who are those top guys across the league at this point? Uh, yeah, I thought we just, I just want to t- touch base on it after uh, the last season, look into next year, like what teams are kind of looking at. Most promising right now. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, you got. I, I mean, Jokic might be number one at this point. I mean, I think the other contenders would be. You know, you have like your Lucas or your Jason Tatum's or on the younger side of things like your Embiid's. But I don't know. Guys, too injury prone for my liking. Giannis, obviously. Uh, I mean, but it's you know. I think it's also a question of if you're willing to punt free throws in the process because yeah. I mean, some of these guys like Luca and Giannis are. Uh, such drains on teams. But, uh, yeah, it'd also be interesting to see who's the top picks are that everyone's going to be chasing anyway. Uh, you don't even know if this is going to be Rudy Gobert's your uh, first-round uh, presence for <laughs> having the first pick next season. Yeah, I think he'll, he may be in that, in that category for a while, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, Garrett gave up a lot, of, a lot for Tatum, so for his sake, I guess we'll hope that, that he really you know, is that and becomes that in the future years, um, you know, well, he, he may really explode. If, I don't know if, I don't know what Jalen Brown's injury status is going to be going forward. And did, didn't he just get hurt too, Tatum? Does he have something as well? Uh, I think he's fine right now. Uh, I just saw him. I think he's fine. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously he's been having COVID issues. Yeah, he's fine. He's not out with anything. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's up to... 14th on the season. Oh my god, dude. Seventh, seventh by average. Can I, just, can I just tell you real quick? Yahoo is so stupid. Yahoo is <laughs> so I just I just like went to sort in the in the players tab uh by rank. Okay. Mm-hmm. What current and, rank or average rank? <laughs> uh it's current rank, but it's by average stats. Okay, so like the average, not the uh total. Okay. Oh, I see. Is that why? Oh, just like I don't know. How only, only, it. The, like only the number one ranking. Only the number average. one player makes zero sense. No, let me, let me switch yeah, to that one. Yeah, who is that? What's that guy's name? Kyrie. Kyrie Thomas. Thomas. Crazy. <laughs> All right. So if we go to totals, here we go. They got number one is Jokic uh, on my team, on John's team or Daniel's team. You have Steph, then Levy with Vucevic. Uh, hopefully, he'll keep Vucevic after that trade. But I, I feel like he may not. Um, then also on John's team, you got Lillard. Then also uh, my, Chris Paul was the number five guy this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what round did I draft him in? I mean, this dude, like, I took him again because I had him last year. I'm like, this guy's not even slowing down. He's, he's incredible. He's an incredible fantasy player. And every year in our league, he gets overlooked because everyone thinks he's done. It's pretty remarkable. Um, what, what a big season for him. Uh, number six... Kyrie on Levy's team as well. You got Tatum. You got Gobert on your team. So maybe, you know, maybe you keep him. Uh, Kawhi at number nine on Andrew's team and Jimmy Butler at number 10 on his team as well. You got Beal on my team at number 11. Uh, so, I mean, those will be my two top keepers, Beal and Jokic. Um, I think his numbers would have been higher had he not, he had a lot of COVID. Time out. Can keep Chris and, Paul and, and injuries. If you want. Oh, that was the other guy. Got I guess you could just draft him anyway. But... Yeah, I, I may be able to keep him as a third keeper. Um, Dan comes in with Bam, coming with uh, McCall Bridges, which is it's so shocking that he's ranked that high. But 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not getting kept off. Either. I mean, no. he'll, he'll be in the same spot next season, like fifth round, yeah, or maybe fourth yeah. if he's lucky. I mean, uh, he's got the Danny Green thing going on. Then you get Jan. Has Giannis ever like broken through for a top ten fantasy season? I feel like he's always think, on the outside. I of think the top he 10. has. I think what he's on Andrew's team, he did do. He pulled it off, but okay, because his efficiency is always yeah. yeah. It's killer. In um, 2018, 19, 73% from the free throw line. That was probably his like top 10 season. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he's and, a 63% free throw shooter for his career. So, yeah. That's always going to be a problem. Yep. Uh, and beat at 15 in a season where he probably would have been higher if he played more games. And, you know, they, they seem to be resting him a bit, just taking his injuries it's it. slow. This is as good as Embiid's going to be. I mean, yeah. that was a nice nice campaign. Yeah, I mean, it, it, hard spot for Corey because he was obviously trying to compete this year. Um, that's almost someone I would have tried to move to a lower team and, and just not have to deal with him anymore. But Corey likes that kind of guy. Uh, Dank has Terry Rozier at 16. This was, this was, by the way, the pick of the year probably. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, he was a what, ninth round pick. Uh, I think it was was he a keeper for him? He might have been the keeper, but I mean, let me let me pull this up here. Terry, tenth uh, round, not a keeper, but yeah, tenth round selection. Ooh. Dan will Dan will get him in the ninth round, assuming he doesn't make a mistake. Uh, so Dan, pay attention. That's a tough, Terry Rozier, not an easy call though. I mean, I don't know a, a full season of Lamelo and Gordon Hayward. I mean, I mean you know, it, it's not like Lamelo hurt his stats though. It depends on if take that spot. Granted, Charlotte never seems to draft anyone besides Lomelo who can take anyone's spot, um, who is an established NBA player. Um, yeah, PJ Washington. I, I, well, I was going to say part of it. Part of it will be if they draft a serviceable center, because that'll be less center minutes for PJ Washington. Presumably, they'll want to play shift him down a little bit, and everyone will slide down the roster. I mean, they still have they still have Devontae Graham, who's a solid player. I mean, it's it's. It's like a sneakily crowded roster to some degree. I mean, I guess it sure should be enough for everybody to thrive, but I don't know. Let me – like what? Did he – he stunk last season, didn't he, Terry Rozier? I feel like two years ago he was good, and then last year he was subpar. No, I oh, think no, he, put a good, he, had, he had good numbers, but everyone was just afraid to draft him because they thought that he would okay. not play. Yeah, you're this right. Season. Yeah, you're there, right. There's a lot then he of, actually um, just like shot better, basically. There's a lot of preseason skepticism that he was going to get traded to. Um, so just no one knew what, what was going to happen with him. I guess everyone kind of thought what happened in Boston was going to happen now in Charlotte. Right. It didn't. Right. Hmm. Um, below him is DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I, that's Eric's first guy on here. Um, Julius Randle at 18 hmm. for Bibsy. Ayton sure. actually had an okay season. I didn't think it was going to be uh, – I feel like people were pretty cold on him for a while this year, but still found a way. I think he, uh, he didn't put up quite the same fantasy numbers as he did his rookie year. Um, the physical percentage made a nice boost, but the points yes. went down quite a bit from eighteen yeah. to fourteen a game. That's a it's a very shallow top twenty season. Yeah, and yeah. not a lot of blocks either. Uh, just over one per game. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Did I hit everyone's team here? As, as I ran down here, I feel like I still didn't get to some some people's teams. Uh, let's see. I want one. I'm, 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 I'm gonna skip around a little bit. We're looking at total rankings. Like Chiveri's in up here because like all his guys were fucking sitting out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh. Right. Yeah. Wow. 
You have to go to the next page to see like yeah, I'm going, uh, I'm going next page. Trey. Yeah, so uh, Duran's first guy is Zach Levine. Duran's going to have some tough decisions this offseason. Tony Olenek was 31st. That dude killed it in Houston. He just went bananas. Uh, I, I didn't even realize. It was just not on my radar. Okay. I mean, you know me. Uh, I'll open up the I'll open up a season stats right now. Wow. I mean, uh, 19 points, 9 rebounds, 1.4 steals. Yeah, is, pointers. Zion hasn't even hit this list yet. Is is you know, interesting thought for Dan. But you got to keep Zion, right? Uh, you got to see where that goes, yeah. yeah I think you yeah. just hang with blinders it. on and enjoy. Tray Sheik's two players, uh, Harden and Young, checking at 45 and 46. So he's finally on the board there. Did we hit John's? Yeah, John had a lot of the first few. Okay. All right. Well, that's John that. Lord and Curry. Yeah. So I think, I think it looks like John has a strong dynasty team. I think I have a strong dynasty team. Uh, Levy's in a little bit better spot than last year, maybe. But we'll see. See how it goes. I guess what, was Justin's first player Jonas Valanciunas? I mean, he had nobody. Yeah, at, at, at number at number three. Oh, he had Randall also. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry, Justin. I thought you said. Oh you said, yeah. You said Valanciunas, and I thought Vucevic. That's on me. Um, uh, and he has a bonus. Okay. We're, we're, Justin has some options. We're, we're half hour yeah. in here. Can I just make a like a, a a quick just total change of subject that's not even on here? Um, like, are you seeing this new McDonald's cup? Did they give this to you when you went there? I I'm, I never buy a drink when I I'm 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 there for the food, not the soda myself. I don't know. I mean, it's just I, I kind of like the cup, but uh, it's very just different from the normal white McDonald's aesthetic or the or the I red like cup. It. Is it, there's, there's an M on there, right? They have the golden. They arches. got they got the golden arches. It's a they're sharing it with the McCafe. It actually so shows on here as a medium for fountain sodas, iced coffee, and teas. But it's a large yeah, cool. for the for McCafe shake, orange juice, and frozen. I assume McCafe is specialty iced coffee drinks like uh, frappuccinos and stuff. Hey, you so. don't know what the McCafe is? Come on, it's well, been no, around for as, like ten as, years. As opposed to iced coffee, they're different. Oh sizes. yeah, no, they 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 rolled out the McCafe for like a decade. Yeah, you would think that the iced coffee that. would be part of the McCafe though. It's coffee product. Wow. Oh. Well, what's That's the what part of then if it's not? What's they've your, distinguished. That, they've distinguished that that all McCafe drinks in this size cup are large, except for the iced coffee, in which this uh, is a medium. Okay, uh, that makes sense, I guess. I mean, the iced coffee people just like fucking one giant ass iced coffee, right? It's, I guess so. It's, and they it's probably one of those things to, that you can't they, OD on. Like they the probably fill to the rim with ice too, so that that's probably part of it as well. Whereas, like a frappuccino, mm-hmm. they're, they're blending the ice, so you're getting more drink in there. But. Yeah. How was your uh, so? What you have tonight? It was what's the special occasion that you brought a McDonald's into the household? Uh, Amy, Amy went out, and I just didn't feel like cooking. So I wanted to honor you for your championship a little bit. Um, I also, you know, you mentioned last time the sandwich you didn't think was that good, so I, I decided to order it just to try for myself, and I got a McDouble as well. McDouble is excellent as as always. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of like I kind of freaked out at first cause with the spicy chicken sandwich because I I said no cheese. And I thought it, there was cheese on it, but it's just the the spicy sauce. Uh, it looked like cheese to me. Does it come um, with cheese on it? You could choose to have it on there, but it, you have to select the button to to get the cheese. Mm. I don't really like cheese with chicken. It's kind of weird to me, so I, I opted against it. 
But uh, it wasn't terrible, but like yeah. it just didn't flow. Uh, the sauce was good. The sauce was like nice and spicy. Um, the sandwich left a bit to be desired. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm with you on your analysis there. All right, let's, let's, keep, let's, let's keep moving here. Um, all right, next season's competitors, I think it's too soon to say, right? I mean, uh, championship, where everyone else fills in, it's a different story. Um, well, we'll see. Uh, Chavir's going to be stacked next season. I think we can pencil that in. I mean, we, uh, thought he'd be, we kind of thought he'd be stacked this season, no? I don't think he had to pick. I think he went like no trades last season, maybe. This season, he's good. Next season, he's got two thirds, two fourths, and two fifths. So, you know, I mean, that team is going to be strong. I think Garrett's going to be good, but I mean, we'll see for Garrett. I don't know. The guy might have something going on after after like that perfect season collapsed. That was. Uh, I thought this season he had it all figured out, but you know that this was all news to me. Uh, and Duran, three fourth rounders, three sixth rounders. So those are the teams to watch. I think Corey yeah. has some picks, but it's Corey, so I don't know. You got to be realistic. I trust Garrett's team to draft pretty well. I mean, I th- we thought he drafted pretty well this year, and it just didn't work out with the injuries and stuff. And then he, he got out early. Um, Trevier, as long as he doesn't decide to like make his team just like a shooter's paradise like he often does when he has those high picks, um, he's in a good position. Um, you know, to make the playoffs at least. We'll see if he we'll see if he can manage beyond that. Um, what's his What's his most recent? We always talk about this, but. Trev has Trev was on pace to make the playoffs last year, but prior to that, hadn't made it since 2017, which he finished fourth place. The year before that, he was in ninth, came in second before that. So, so uh, an up and down few seasons. So odds are he'll make the playoffs next year. Yeah. Okay. Um, John's team will be interesting. We'll see how he bounces back from his first season down. Does he have any major? I don't think he really got any major draft pick assets, right? I think he really just improved his keepers no. a little bit. He has a seventh and an eighth rounder, uh, but that's not so much. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you figure John's going to be on the. I don't know. It's to be honest, it, this stuff is very. Uh, it's very you know, it's very close. You we just saw your team. I mean, Corey's team certainly could have tried to make the playoffs, and you know, he chose to go in another direction. Uh, but, I mean, I don't think anybody would have, uh, you know, said it was ridiculous if he tried to pull it off. Um, yeah. I mean, my yeah, team turned it around at the, the nick of time, or else I would have not made the playoffs. You, you were so. pretty far down early on as well, right? I mean, you were down in, like, 10th place for a lot of the season? Uh, I was definitely a little farther. I mean, I, in week seven or eight, I had back-to-back loss. I, I lost three out of four times in five, six, seven, and eight those weeks. Mm. And then I, then I won out until week 16. So I mean, I went on a run, but before that, I was uh, I was in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I beat Corey five four in week thirteen, and he traded out shortly thereafter. Uh, thanks for a little assist from you over there. All right, but, no uh, problem. No problem. I was hot. Man. I was hot. <laughs> no problem. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, you want to talk about clarifying the the lottery logistics? What needs to be clarified here? What what to argue about this? Because well, this this like got me annoyed. Well, we don't need to argue. 
We don't need to argue about it. No, why, why not? I, I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed at you. You are you know what's going on in this league. <laughs> why can't you just understand the basic rules? I don't think some things were clarified. I don't think well. No, you're like the only person that needs cl- you're the only person that needs clarification on this. Why would the why would the non why would the non lottery spots why would the non lottery spots not be in the order of playoff finish? It's always like that. Well, because six was different, so I just wanted to make sure we were all in agreement that one through five would still be no the one, through, one through finish. one through five. I'm going to throw throw piece of paper in the air in whichever order I catch well, them in. Nah, I mean one through one through five. Uh, other way around, regular season, like why would like we the top do that? one through five teams? Uh, why would we do that? I don't know. Why, why, why would we change out of? Because no people like chaos. I don't know. No, they don't. People do. You you think change is chaos? It's just change, man. It's it's. They don't just want chaos for chaos's sake. Come on. Well, I think the keepers. I think like adding more keepers was just like basically just like we have to mix it up. You know, that's what that was about. Yeah, people want something a little different, make things a little more interesting. All right, whatever. Uh, I wonder if it would have turned out so well. Well, well so so you want to argue, but then you, then you were on here. Paul complained about looking at Garrett's email. What what the hell is that? Well, that was you just complaining about this, basically. If you recall, in the we, text we, text so we need so we look need... at Garrett's email for the thousandth time. So we needed. Two I was just predicting what this, to... I was just predicting what was about to come. Thank you for thank you for serving the podcast as always. But also, that's the thing. <laughs> you know where all the resources are, right? Like, there's a folder on Google Drive with all of our stuff. So just fucking look. Yeah. Because here's the you're, you're, you're gonna, get out of here. Well, let me this. finish my thought. I've been, let me finish my I've thought been fucking, I, no, I've been implementing the fucking anti-taking rule by the book the entire season, and nobody wants to go by the book. So when the rule is not convenient, the league has no problem setting it aside. But but here's no, so here's let's, the thing. Let's, let's not let's not act like you know whatever is decided is written in stone. Clearly, it's a convenience. We're, we're not. But but the point is, you're not going to believe what I tell you anyway. So go look for yourself. Right, you, you, oh, that's still, a fair point. Yes, that's I a fair point. I definitely do need to look for myself. Yes, right. I probably told you where to look, and you probably were like, "Oh, like let me well, check I, a few other. Let me check a few other places too, just just to make sure." Well, I'd rather get you on paper. Just like this is a war conversation. All these new rules are just in a word now. I will keep you accountable. There's no rules. To... It's, it's whatever I want the distance in a word to be. That's the whole point of it. I said it from oh, day one. Be I, consistent. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever, whatever. Uh, all right. Can I'm just trying approach. to make the award show all it could be, man. I'm just trying to save the award show. Yeah, we need to. We need to, you know, bunker bunker down and work on that. You know, we got to probably book some book some comedy acts as well and bring in some talent. Whatever. Maybe John Wall maybe will be Elon. It. Maybe Elon will do a little sports talk for us. Yeah, that could be nice. At least perform perform live. He could play the Bibsy for three song that's been lost uh, lost through the ages. <laughs> So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're, you you ran out of alcohol in there? Nothing in the household? Oh, I was drinking my Coke, man. Uh, we really don't have much. I finished. Yeah. I finished a lot of the stuff. So when'd you finish the stuff, man? You've been having uh, parties with that. I, I haven't. No, I just haven't bought anything new in the last like two years. So I finally like, whittled through the the, the supply, basically. Mm-hmm. And haven't haven't re-upped because we hadn't had any anyone over to do anything, so there's been no reason yeah, to. Peter longer in that phase of life, yeah. Yeah. I gotta tell you, this, this right. bachelor party season is gonna be like a real struggle. <laughs> you mean in terms of the in like, terms of the partying and the recovery? Yeah, and like the shots and like falling asleep at eleven o'clock, and you know, um, 
Yeah, I, I laugh at that. Uh, there was that the challenge podcast that we used to listen to, where the one guy said that whenever he goes to bachelor parties now, like there's always just like one guy who's a dad who just like winds up falling asleep. Like he just sleeps for like 14 hours a day on the bachelor party because that's like all, all it becomes. I'm like, oh, that's probably gonna be me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to give. But like after after I went to your place two weeks ago, I was just like dead by 11 o'clock. You know, a part of that was like how the maybe how the tone shifted. Like um, Pong actually kind of slowed things down. You know, and then we slowed watched like, things we put, down. We, then we put TV on and that like really slowed things down. Well, that was no, that was before the pong, the TV. I tried to, I tried to pull us out of the TV, you know, slothing. That was happening uh, so maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was just the TV that really did it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's the audience, you know, the crowd, the yeah. crowd dictates these things. You gotta, that's why, I mean, uh, that's why the first half of the season is going to be, you know, this Saturday because, you know, fair, you got fair the right people. By the way, we, I know we just both had McDonald's tonight, but I may be inclined to get that diesel and Dukes again. That was so good. Those burgers. Uh, there's a, there's this burger place guys by Ira. And I know it's a few locations in New Jersey. Uh, Diesel and Duke's really good. Like, it's a whole bunch of different kind of burgers. They have fried Oreos there, so really pretty good saft of the food, in my opinion. As long as you don't overdo it, like Poutine. Scott. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. No, you know Scott's a fat cow. It can't be helped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any Conley Accord chatter you want to discuss? Uh, Nothing really new, uh, right? No, I think all's been quiet. I think the last pod you said, you know, we should save it. And I think that's fine. We can we could probably wait till things I mean, what do you think? This is gonna be like a five session Conley Accord uh, meeting. So I assume, you know, after like second or third go around we can uh, break it down more intensely on the podcast. Yeah, I think but, what we uh, should I think what we should really do is after a few more rounds of emails, we should just book a hotel in Philadelphia, like the Westin, you know, <laughs> just like on you know, we'll get down there Friday night. Saturday morning, we'll do a, a tour of Constitution Hall and look at the Liberty Bell. Just have a real inspirational day to get everyone working towards a common goal. And then we just, you know, go into the conference and just grind it out overnight and, you know, come home Sunday with a signed Conley Accords. That's, that's, really, that's really the way we should do this. I mean, if you guys haven't finalized Garage Bachelor Party plans, maybe that's the way to go. We just turned it into a, a, a Conley Accords Constitution Hall. I heard a uh, I heard Four Seasons Landscaping in Philadelphia is a is an excellent venue for uh, these sorts of meetings. Actually, so. well, I think that's what that's what where we'll announce to the press that we have signed the Conley Accords. Um, I think Levy has some great contacts there. Actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> he totally hooked us up. <laughs> I think his personal lawyer uh, is directly involved there, so it, it, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, uh, I think we'll, we'll definitely put something together. I hope everyone comes into it with a good spirit, you know, and uh, the right mindset. Um, I am a little hesitant about the, how the manager's meeting is going to go this year. I just have a feeling uh, some of you might be out for blood. Yeah, like you said, this parody question is becoming way too hot for you. What is my historical equivalent of the populism stoking that I'm, I've been attempting the last few weeks of this podcast? <laughs> Of, of just trying to, to turn the people against you uh, and, and t- towards an, uh, an airdrop limit society. What, what, I've, had a, I've had a few political equations follow, come through my mind. Uh, I think one currently in the news is I, I think I'm kind of like the uh, I'm kind of the Israel to the Palestinians right now in this issue. I think, you know, I might be a little too high powered, you know, and there's a little too much of a 
you know, even even if it's understandable the situation that we find ourselves in, uh, people are just a little hesitant to, uh, you know, cut the uh, Goliath the break in that kind of scenario. Uh, and I think the other the other the other option is probably like basically, you know, I'm I'm kind of like the Democrats too good at this oh, political Jesus. game. So you're you gotta close the polling stations, you know. You gotta you gotta stop the votes, you know, to reset that's the equation. A, that's an interesting point because for years I've called everyone else in this league Republicans, you know, in in disrespect of of how they treat this league because everyone's you know wants to be free market and laissez faire. But you're right, I do have a little bit of a in, on this particular issue. I've, I've become a little bit McConnellish of uh, just you know I'll use any sort of language whether I believe it or not. It's kind of just turn against you not necessarily because i want a limit to ad drops just because i think it would be funny to to turn it on you after <laughs> the results of the past few seasons so yeah, which is very yeah. so very much mcconnell to do it just out of, out of you know of fun and spite basically and and of course just just pure power um which is really what it's all about for me here so as everyone well knows <laughs> so well i'm I, not sure we ever have gotten this much honesty from you in the, uh, the podcast paul yeah, I, because, I just, uh, uh, you know you know, one, so tomorrow, uh, you know, today, today, uh, turning people against you tomorrow, commissioner, who knows, you know, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I always thought it'd be funny. Not- like, if it, like when I finally do win the sternum, if like the next, do you watch community? Have you seen community? Watch community. There's a, no. there's like a season where like, and it's not one of the high, more respected seasons of community, but, uh, I don't know if you know who Ken Jong is. He's he's the the Asian guy in The Hangover. Okay. Okay. Yep. So like he basically turns from like a, a Spanish teacher to like a dictator who like is taking over the school with like an an army of children, <laughs> um, and he like dresses in like old um, like old military garb. I I've always thought it'd be funny if like after I win the league, I just I like stick of just becoming like a full totalitarian totalitarian and like trying to take over everything. So, again, everyone, like, trade me your players. It's going to be fun when I win this thing, okay? Like, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's going to be a ride, you know? The world may end, like, a year later, but, uh, you know, it, it'll be worth it. It'll be fun. Uh, I don't know. I think you're, I don't know. I think you're a little confused about the, uh, the mood of the league, if you think, uh, you know. That uh, you're gonna get some easy trades coming your way, Paul. Uh, I know. I, 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 you know, haven't gotten one to date, so, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <coughs> Jared Allen. <laughs> no, Jared Allen. Whatever. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I have. And uh, by the way, are you uh fully recovered? Uh, I think you were a little. Uh, you had a little bug going through the Nissen family. Uh, oh boy! So I had this. You know, my cohort from my boot camp met up the previous previous saturday the saturday before mother's day weekend you guys um, met up already good for you right. yeah it was like our graduation day and then we went to rafferty's and sat outside like you know fresh air um and then okay. the next day i started feeling really when i got home at like midnight um i felt this like pain in my stomach i just thought it was like a like a weird constipation thing and then like i was out for three days uh it was like a full-on bug uh so that was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Amy got it on Thursday and Friday, or Thursday night into Friday. Um, was starting to feel better Saturday, and then Sunday, I, I was 
I think I just got food poisoning on Sunday, like from or Saturday night. I got food poisoning because I was throwing oh, up. Man, like, right. No, 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 no. Different food. This is the the week after I had I was sick with what the, the bug I had from Rafferty's. Um, I was like throwing up and and stuff. So and it was like week all day on Mother's Day. Um, so I'm fully feeling better now. Uh, I do not wish this virus on anyone. I know it went around our group quite a bit. Um, <laughs> who, who got it? Because like uh, Elise, Elise had a thing for Ellie's like first birthday in the park. Um, so Ellie and Scott, Ellie and that Scott got it. But Elise did not until a day later. My mom, <laughs> my mom was sick. Uh, Aaron's parents got sick. So like Noah, I think somehow was spreading stuff. Um, Sam's, Sam's kid. Um, the Rappaports both got it at some point. Uh, so I, it, everyone was going down. And then I think, the, I think either Scott or Allie's like parents got sick too. So this thing was like flying around. It was, it was crazy. I, I said in the years of our friend group, we've never had a virus spread through everybody like that. I, I can't you can do one of, of those uh one of those like merge hookup diagrams like, yeah, it, 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 yeah it's it's wild and it was a weird timing delay too um how how it happened very strange uh but i i on slack i reached out to my class i'm like hey did anyone else get sick only one person responded that they got sick um so i'm gonna call her patient zero and uh yeah i, I don't know i don't it was it was bad it was, it was brutal i've never felt pain like that in my like in my stomach in my life so it was like a hmm. consistent stomach pain plus like uh, a case of vomiting and like diarrhea for like four days. It was really bad. Hmm. Did you have some nice, uh, some nice wet wipes for your butthole or uh, how'd you get through all that? I, I should have. I really should have. Uh, that's very poorly done. Yeah. Yeah. Got to carry yourself, man. I'm not a big fan of that. I don't know. I, I feel weird about it. I shouldn't because I, you know, Joey, that's what she gets all the time, but. I, I don't. I don't indulge on myself. I guess yeah, it's never a thing for me. But Leanna brought home a bunch of that shit when the COVID hit from the classroom, and now I've become. Now I've come to appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. See, so you don't. You don't seem like a. Uh, I, I would take you more as a one ply guy than a wet wipe guy. That's fair. Yeah, whatever's cheaper. But you know, I don't know. Things get messy. You got. You got to do what you got to do. Right. <laughs> That's right. Anything else we need to hit today? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to Saturday. I mean, I think for the, for me, this will be a you know, the other Friday was a little warm up act, but this will be the big coming out party. Yeah, uh, uh, should we have like T-shirts for this? Like, um, like, are we getting tattoos? Um, I mean, <laughs> five fifteen twenty one, man. This is like going to be one for the books. Someone may die. Uh, it should be fun. So who's, who's who's officially in right now? You, me, twenty-one. Oh yeah, it's it's the Garrett birthday spectacular, I guess. Right? Was it you, Jeez. me, Garrett? Is Trevier coming up? Trevier will be up uh, and in action. I think Andrew, uh, Andrew John, may come. Andrew may come up. And Andrew's planning to make the drive. Uh, could be a poor decision when it comes to the drinking, but you know, if he has the crash, the couch is open, uh, and Scott is. I mean, Sky, you know, we'll, we'll see the guy's flaking, but <laughs> apparently after the uh, Chelsea game, he'll be uh, making an appearance. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Shabir had a $50 Instacart coupon that he generously 
offered up to the Saftaba. So uh, I have a nice oh, yeah. See, water I, of supplies. I, I, didn't, I didn't follow that whole thing with the pillow. That makes a lot more sense now. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. There was an actual Instacart order. Yes. But uh, I did not get you a pillow. But we have plenty of spare pillows. So feel free. Nah, I'm going to go home. I don't want to fall. Is Trier crashing at your place? Probably. I think it's crashing at Garrett's. Okay. Uh, is the plan. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Trier's planning to, I think, try and dunk again. So, you know, things are, things are big time. I'm thinking like. He might get into like full bear mode where like he wants to take on a car and like the light rail is right by the bars. That could be a nice standoff. It's gonna be weird, man. Like it, it was weird just like the other day. Like it's just like we all have to remember how to socialize and you know, we're all weird to start with. So, but it's gonna be fun. Is Corey, is Corey coming? Is Corey? I, I don't know if I saw him. I think he's, I think he works like the entire day on Saturday. Oh, I think man. he does like two jobs. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think he's got like a, a bag of goodies he's bringing. So uh, that'll be uh, most welcome. I, I heard uh, a bag of stuff, including Joy-Cons, which are like the Switch Motes, uh, ping pong balls, fireball, a speaker, etc. So <laughs> I think, uh, you know, he's trying to make this place into a, a proper staff to home, I guess. Uh, I guess I could tell him to bring a big screen TV while he's at it. But, you know, yeah. Might as well. Should be... Maybe, yeah, I'm sure maybe, maybe God will the Hermione suck, right? Maybe God will deliver Ira. Maybe there'll be a dumpster television. It'll be a sequel to, to Dumpster Couch or Dumpster Mattress, rather. <laughs> uh, and and we'll, we'll just be blessed on Saturday with a, a large second TV. You know? Speaking of dumpster things, well, she's not here so I can talk about it. This fucking... This echelon bike is a fucking waste of... Uh, can you see it? Fucking waste of my time. Oh, you've seen it already. Yeah. Fucking I waste of my money. I, I haven't seen it. Wait, no. is it is it a knockoff Peloton? Yeah, it's like a Peloton. Yeah, fe- can you see it now? Yeah, it's on the floor. Oh, Peloton! I like that. Like a fake fel- a fake Peloton. I like that. Yeah, sure. Credit to Liana. Okay, so who uses this thing? This is this is a Liana a Liana purchase that I was very against, but uh, does she use it? I don't know. She she was getting off to a good start, but two days in, it fucking was making a noise. So then we call customer service, you know, and basically their customer service was like, here's the instructions, fix it yourself. And like, you know, we had to assemble it already. So then we had to deassemble it, go into like the insides. It's still not fucking working. And it's been like fucking three weeks. I really want to return it. Home gym equipment is a a huge pain in the butt. Uh, But I remember I got that weight set in high school for my, it was like a big birthday gift I got. And um, we, we, we paid for people to install it because we knew we couldn't do it ourselves. Right. And yeah. it still was messed. Like you, it didn't. The cables didn't work the right way. Like they just make it so that it's not actually that easy to install. It's about shooting your basement back in. Yeah, in your... yeah, the, yeah. Right, the, okay. you, you know it well. The, like the, the old, I think it's a fly machine, right? Yeah, uh, yeah it, it was everything. It was supposed to be like a fifteen and one kind of thing, but half yeah. the pulleys didn't work the right way, so they weren't really that functional. Um, and wound up getting a you know going to the Y anyway. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the home the home gym stuff. I guess the Peloton's pretty good. For, you know, I don't know. They install it them, themselves. I, but... I find it to be ridiculous. Two thousand bucks for a fucking yeah, exercise like, bike that it's like all anything. It's like it's like anything. It. If you, that's that's the thing. It's like anything. If you're gonna use it, it's worth every penny, right? Oh because yeah. No because what you're paying, and I, I, Leanne is probably still paying for her gym membership, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I think she has a 
a Planet Fitness <laughs> membership. She's never canceled. The one at Binghamton, and yeah, I, mean, uh, I think yeah. we did cancel that. But yes, it's okay. Years. Yeah. <laughs> but so you know, if you're paying twenty dollars a month, uh, oh no, honestly, that's it's going to take you a while to get to two thousand. So. Uh, but if you're paying fifty dollars a month, yeah, and... but if you do like class pass or whatever, that people now are that, that adds up. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you do like the full like membership, which is I don't know, fucking, I don't even know how much it is, but it's like hundred fifty bucks per month or something, a month, right? Yeah, so that so, that, so yeah. then it pays off in a year. But it's like it's like anything; you got to use it a few times a month at least to, to make it worth the while. There's no way people people aren't get, like. It's not like people are going to be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to do Peloton for now on and not go to the gym. Like, you're going to fucking back to the gym. You're going to do no, the pe- people, people, so. people actually love it. People who do it like, are obsessed with it. Like, they all talk about the machines. Uh, it's just not for me. Like, to me, the bike is extremely boring. Um, I so guess people boring. like being yelled at or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't know the appeal of it. I've never done it. Um, they actually have it for running now, too, I think. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I've learned my lesson. With the home, I've learned my lesson with the home gym equipment. Um, it, it doesn't get used. Uh, you know, I'm good with a foam roller and my my GPS watch, and and I go. So that, that, that's it for yeah. me. You want to do a home workout? There's plenty of fucking videos you can watch for free on YouTube or whatever, like on the TV. You roll your mat out. You do your ab workout. You do your full, like you know, your body weight workout. That's enough. You're not going to do full body. You're not going to fucking do at home fitness every day of your life. So, you know, what was the, that little stuff and go to the gym when you want to. Did she know someone that had this machine? A few of her friends have gotten the Peloton. Um, this is not the Peloton. That's the thing. Yes. Well, this, well, this, this is Ira who doesn't want to spend $2,000. So, you know, this is. I understand that. What, I, I understand that. But th- this is like I think there, bucks, you know? I think, I think there's a reason that people are using the Peloton as much as they are right there's something about it that draws yeah well you do the work you can do the workout classes with your friends you know and see the stats on the screen and whatnot but i mean i just don't see it it's also like people right now are all stuck in their houses in three months you know lives will be more back to normal and like we're not going to be doing this you know we're all home all day we're not going to do like let's hop on our bike together kind of thing you're gonna fucking go to you're gonna have activities whether it's taking your kids to their kid activities, or you're going to dinner, or you're going to visit your parents, like you have shit going on. Like it's not going to be like this. People are going to start traveling again, you know, whether it's for work or pleasure. It's just you know, I don't know. It's whatever. To me, to me, to have the home gym equipment, you really have to be dedicated to the gym lifestyle prior to getting it, because otherwise, you're not going to do it. That's really the thing. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I agree with you. Like it, it's not going to make you do it more. As as someone who grew up in a household where we've had multiple, like we had treadmills and a bike and uh, an elliptical at various points in time. I, I know it doesn't get used unless you're committed to the to the cause. So, uh, yeah, there, that, that's that. There, here, like I got another take for you. My mother wants to, she wants to fucking keep our treadmill from I don't fucking know 2010, and like take it with her to our new home and like put it like in her bedroom in her new home, you know, in like her two bedroom condominium that has like you know an actual like modern brand spanking new fitness center at her disposal. It's like, you know, like the, the, the reason you where, go to where, these places where, is- I'll say where, by the way, you could probably go and make friends, which would be nice, right? I mean- Yes, yes. I mean, yes, is, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think she likes it for like the convenience. I don't know. Maybe she feels like, you know, uncomfortable, like, cause she hasn't been going to like an in-person gym since fucking like the old New York sports club when like I was a child. Like, you know, she used to go with like Brad and Philip and Steven's mothers. But everyone, like, but everyone there is her age, right? I mean, like, what is there to be self-conscious about, you know? Yeah. 
exactly yeah women know you're ridiculous yeah and it's, it's like you're gonna take up half your bedroom with like or half your bedroom like open space with like this fucking treadmill that like and, and also break in three well, years here's one one way to possibly persuade her like I know, like, I see my parents' place. Everyone's actually friendly. It's not like going to the New York Sports Club in East Brunswick and everyone's judging everyone there. It's like, you know, like, it's it's much more like, oh, hey, good, good to see you. Like, you know, what do you want to do later? Blah, blah, blah. No one's just going to be like, oh, look at that. Look at that person who's out of shape, like, going on the on the treadmill. So, but does she use it in her in, in the house right now? She, yeah, she definitely uses it. Like, more like when the weather's not cooperative. She likes to go for walks outside. Uh, she do, like, a little power walking on occasion. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, she'll go on it for an hour if, like, the weather's not cooperative or, like, That's, in the winter. Oh, she'll fit right in the community, too. That's the other thing. People are constantly walking around these places. So, it's <laughs> like, it's like you go out there, you, if you drive in there, you like, have to worry about hitting people, basically. It's, the streets are packed with walkers. So... Well, your parents got wide streets. That's a that's a nice touch for her. That neighborhood, hers is a little. I think hers is a little smaller scale. I have to get a better lay of the land. I think it's still building up. So, I guess I'll get a map or something once it's done. But uh, map, yeah. I don't know. Exercise equipment. Uh, what yeah. map? You have Google Maps. You go straight to her house, and that's it. Done. <laughs> that's well. Yes, that's true. Google Maps. Well, I don't know. Well, you know, runners. If you really want to get to know, like, get a sense of a neighborhood, you got to run it. You know, that's 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 the best way. I do agree. I do agree. I never had that. like any sense of East Brunswick until I started like running in high school. I had like no clue where the fuck I was like at all. That whole that whole like central like neighborhoods area, like farm like farms uh, was it farm lane or farm road over there? Farm like circle, I, I think yeah, yeah I, I know <laughs> I know concept of that area basically. Uh, that was scary that whole neighborhood yeah yeah because one wrong turn you're fucked basically but uh what my first practice we got lost out there and like cut through a backyard and like murray found us oof that was uh (laughs) that was a wake-up call Uh, that's a weird run to do early in cross-country season yeah he he like broke us down you know so like i think the top guys did like the full loop like the full the top guys did like the farm circle loop and Memorial, and like I think we did the Farm Circle Loop. We got lost in the Farm Circle Loop, and like I don't really remember guys. those. Yeah. I, I don't remember much except for like doing the you know to Warnsdorfer and back early on, and then like <laughs> when when Harnett took over senior year, I remember like the first run we did was like go run like ten miles, like go go, go all the way down Old Stage Road and like circle <laughs> back. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I do remember Harnett coming to like practice like the third day, being like, "I have to apologize. Like, I have to better pace you guys. Like, we shouldn't be running like six forty-five miles. Like, to start the ten-mile run. Like, that's not realistic of me." Oh boy, that was Thanks, fun times. Yeah. <laughs> fun times. Uh, all right, we're boring people with cross-country speak. Uh, it's gonna be a fun weekend, I think. Yeah, looking forward to it. We got to keep the pace going. Speaking of cross-country, we got we got to pace ourselves. Pace. Pace ourselves. Uh, talking to yourself, pace. right? No, I'm talking to you, as yeah, always. Yeah, sorry. Yep. Uh, so oh, let's let's, let's pace ourselves and have a, a nice pace time. Well, and, if you guys uh, drink pace. with me, I want to take both drinks. You know, you got you got to carry your own drinks, and then I don't have to do it for you. Yeah, I, I feel. Do we do any shots that when we got together last? Because like I feel like that's gonna be. No, nah, we didn't do any of that. Okay. Yeah. Well. Maybe, maybe more of like a beer and shot day rather than like a 
beer or mixed drink day. I find that's a good strategy for him for long term well being, but uh Yeah. We'll make it happen one way or another. It's all training days. Yeah, you know? do, you, do you know what else I found? I found that like I understand the concept of the water pond, but like sometimes like when you haven't hung out in a while, like we needed that beer to like sustain us and to make the game more like there's no stakes, you know? There are no stakes. You don't gotta tell me twice. I'm happy to put beer in the cuffs, but yeah, might pick up a thirty in that case. But all right, I guess you can't. Uh, I guess you can't really. I guess you can't really do do that anymore in COVID era. We can't be drinking out of the yeah. same cups. Because it's frowned upon. I mean, I kind of. I don't know. I have the mentality that if I don't know if any of you have COVID, I'm probably gonna get it, even if I don't drink from the same cup as you. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have six days together. Man, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I saw fucking six of the Yankees coaching staff has COVID apparently, and apparently they're vaccinated. So I don't fucking know. And they and they play their yeah. games outside. <laughs> well, yeah, that well, the coaching staff I guess goes in the dugout, but there's two walls in there. But uh, whatever, I don't know. We'll all find a way. I'll worry about it on Sunday. That's right. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for staying with us, guys. Uh, I know that last ten minutes was uh, kind of off the wall there, but. Uh, always fun. We'll hit you guys one more time. We'll, we'll do a deeper dive into the Conley Accords. We'll maybe do some superlatives, as promised, you know, award show. And uh, yeah. and uh, preview the managers, yeah, okay. I guess. What? I can't believe matter? Justin choked it. No, just I can't believe Justin choked it. That'll, yeah, yeah, that'll yeah, never yeah. go away. That'll be with us forever. Again, this has been like a month-long thing now. You're just framing – you're not even trying to – you're not even saying the words I want. You're like Justin. Cho- wow, nobody wants be- to hear that. Can, can, that's not what you're here for. Can I'm you guys? Can want. you guys believe that Justin choked the sternum away? No, like I don't know who won the sternum. Like, man, couldn't couldn't have been me. Like, come on, like like we know what you're doing here. You're trying to d- distract. This is a distract, personal distract. assassination. This is a personal character assassination. Uh, and I, I will not well, stand for it. I think it's well deserved. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back. You know, just because. Just because we're in the off season does not mean the IP address has an off season. Hopefully, so. back with some class. Take care, everyone.